This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From Boost the Same Game to Parlay's live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. You bet 100 bucks, you get 100 bucks at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. Podcast slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. All right, DJs, welcome back for the Honda Classic preview. Are you excited? I know I'm excited. Steve, are you excited for this event? Of course I am. Listen, we we had a bunch of bums who had a couple of weeks off, and uh, you know now they get to come back. A few of my favorite top forty like plays are coming back. They were, <laughs> they were super reliable in the fall, uh, pretty reliable <laughs> early, like Sony and Amex. So it's good to welcome back the Kevin Hughes and the Carl Yuans and all those guys. So you can be paying uh, you're paying juice for those top 40 numbers now. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Minus 125 or Kevin Yu top 40. Let's go, baby. That sounds like a great bet to make. Gross. So gross. Single bullet. So gross. So gross. All right. You want to talk about the Genesis? Yeah. I mean, do you want to talk about uh dealer hitting blackjack and uh wiping <laughs> off the table? Yeah, man. I mean, it finally happened, right? Like we knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. We knew it yeah. was coming. And yeah, I think we said it on Friday. Like, all right, our outrights are dead. Ron's winning this fucking thing. And then Homa gave gave everybody hope. I didn't have a Homa ticket, but I was pulling for all my buddies who did. <laughs> you know what I mean? But hey, listen, it was good. It was good Sunday. Like I enjoyed it anyway. At least went back and forth and Rom started coming back. And then Homa kind of let him off the hook. I think it was 13. He let him off the hook. And then then it was just uh it was a wrap from there. And poor Keith Mitchell, man, that motherfucker couldn't buy a putt today, man. I know. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 he ran out of steam a little bit. I, I mentioned the Discord. We were talking after, uh, uh, I think, the second round. Uh, there are a couple of guys at Lee Hodges tickets. I was like, he's probably yeah, not going to last. Price cash it out. I hope you guys did. Uh, I, I said that. I thought Keith Mitchell could hang at least. He did. Listen, he finished, what, top he five did. in this event? Yep. He, he's a yep. good player. Like, you know, he's got some yeah. pop off tee, good iron player. Uh, Dude, he's great off the tee. Yeah. Well, he's... I, I remember talking. I put him in outright, I think, at Sony. Yeah, me too. And yeah. I commented about how. He's got this great combination of length and accuracy now. Like, dude just hits a lot of fairways. So he's awesome off the tee. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it ran out of gas. At, at the end of the day, it's, it's just exactly what we've been talking about. Like, there's a big middle tier of players, yeah. and then there's this top echelon of players that is just better than yeah. everybody else. Yep. And they pull away at the end of the day. Yeah, you might get a surprise like a Davis Thompson or a Nick Taylor, you know, in the mix. At the end of the day, yeah, though, the cream is rising to the top. And this week, it happened to be the guy that, I mean, unless you single bullet it, you know, you weren't on. And listen, you know, zero hit in roulette. Uh, somebody rolled craps. Uh, Dealer yeah. hit 21. It's what's, what's going to happen sometimes. Uh, Can we talk about know. how lucky that prick was on fucking Saturday, too, by the way? He yeah. should have had five fucking balls. He hit yeah. one over a fucking fence, and they let him. They call it. A temporary. That's, that's the second time that's happened, by the way. It happened to the U.S. I'm, Open when uh, you cashed that a little outright. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That was different. I had money. Oh, okay, that's different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. I am. I am nothing if not consistent with I root for my money. Okay. Um, and then what the chalet on like turned that into a fucking eagle. Like, look, I know he played great, but he definitely luck boxed into it. Like, listen, Rory uses the same thing, right? Like, it, it's just it is what it is. Like these guys. Get fucking lucky, man. It's uh, it's maddening though. It really is. I know. Well, uh, for, for preview for later, if uh, you don't like guys getting lucky b- with bounces off of grandstands, uh, just wait till this week. 
Uh, we'll talk oh, about that. Oh, I know. Yeah. We'll talk about that. But yeah, look, I mean, I, I think I said on Friday, uh, he got that incredibly lucky bounce off the grandstand and to five feet for Eagle on 17. It's fucking ridiculous. If <laughs> honestly, if he probably, if the grandstand's not there, he's probably making par and yeah. it's a playoff. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, never mind hitting it over a fence, fucking into trees and fucking all this other shit. Like, unbelievable. Listen, I, I always said that golf was better when COVID was around because there's no fans and no infrastructure. And they, they like they were growing out the rough out there. Like nothing yeah, was trampled down. Like you actually yeah. hit it into the trees. Like you don't. Yeah, you were fucked. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to the gallery. Just like, yeah. you know, kind of kicking around, give you a good lie. No, you're just, screwed. Did you see that? Do you see that ball that went into that dude's like jacket? Tiger's no, ball? I didn't. Tiger, Tiger. It went errant, right? And it went into his fucking coat. And they're all looking around, like trying to find it, and it like falls out of the dude's coat. <laughs> and I guess Tiger recognized him because I guess he goes to a ton of tournaments. And uh, he gave a little interview. It was funny. The uh, okay, uh, all right. So so back to Rom. So yeah. fifth win in his last ten starts. Um, yeah, some people, not me, some people say that Rom doesn't usually win big events, or he doesn't have a lot of big wins on his resume. And now this is a huge win. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's won a are, U.S. He's won a U.S. Open. I know he's won a U.S. Open. He's won a Memorial. He's won a BMW. But like, yeah, he's like, got a they, lot of Amex wins. He's got yeah, the yeah, Mexico yeah. win. He's got a lot really of Euro good. wins. But I mean, this is a yeah. big boy tournament. You know, like yeah. great players win at Riviera. Yeah, he won. So I guess I mean you're more in tune with social media than I am. Are I guess how are how are people handling this? Like I'm sure they're probably overreacting. And yes. saying he's the best player since Tiger and yada yada yada. I, I don't know. I think, happening? I think for the most part, I just hear people complaining about like kind of what I did. Like he like got lucky. Da, da, da. People don't like people don't like Rom. Like you either like Rom, you don't like. I like Rom, but people you know like call him Grumpy John. Don't like him. Like you know like like Andy doesn't like him. You know what I mean? Like he just doesn't like. I don't know. I feel like that filters into it. I don't know. I like him fine. Like I just, I just don't like his betting number. I wish it was some. I like. I thought I had him in two matchups. Uh, you know, so whatever. I don't know. But it's just. And I was on social media much this weekend, just because I don't know. Wasn't didn't feel like it. Oh um, man. Yeah. yeah, man. It's uh, it golf Twitter is such a weird space too, man. Like it really is. It's so weird. Like Wiley was trolling uh rom guys and like the rom people like lost their mind and i'm like what are we doing like why was he trolling rom people i was just saying like he they looked boxed into it and that, 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 that. Like, this was like yesterday right I, I just he was just doing it to irritate them and, and get them to do what they did and so, and so like i don't know that's the type of shit that it's like all right i'm, I'm good with that okay i, I mean well, i don't know let's say who, who says i hate rom by the way i don't hate rom. i don't say you hate rom you said i didn't like him at the beginning or maybe i misheard you yeah, no, no, no. I said people don't oh, like people. Rama. People, okay. Yeah, people. Yeah, I don't have an I don't have an opinion on the guy. Like, I, I think he's I like I, he's a great player. Is he a hothead? Yeah. Do he's I not, enjoy, not do I enjoy how he makes the ESPN Plus producers' lives miserable because they have to dump every like uh, the auto of every bad shot? Like every time I know Je- Rom, every now when the audio cuts out of our rounds up, I know he's in a really bad shot. So it's kind of nice to know that like all right, yeah. I know what to expect yeah. here. He's gonna end up in a bunker, gonna go long or something. I don't know. I just think he's a great player. Uh, it takes a lot for me to really not like a player. Usually, you have to do something on the golf course to make me not like you. Right. But I don't know. I, I I I think for him though, like this, I've seen we've seen a run like this before. I mean, DJ had this a couple of years ago, and yeah. it culminated with the Masters. So if this culminates with the Masters, 
then oh yeah, like we can start talking about like, you know, some of the greatest runs in history. But yeah, the other day, he still has a Spanish open and Amex in there. So mm-hmm. we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. And, and Mexico. Yeah. So I guess th- yeah, three, three of his 10 a week, right? I would say four are strong. And that leaves what, three middle? Yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, uh, I mean, DP World Championship, I would say it's a great win. I mean, Century, mm-hmm. this. Yeah. But yeah, then he won Amex, Spanish Open, Mexico. Yeah, Spanish and Mexico are like big asterisks. Big, big asterisks. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. the Mexico Open is basically this field. Yeah. Oh, God. So, um, how about Tiger? You want to talk about him? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, he ran out of steam today, but fuck, man, he looked real good on Saturday. Like, uh, he definitely ran out of steam, though. But you know what's funny is if you look at the rounds, I think we talked about this last year, too, um, or the year before. Uh, I think when he has to play in the morning, his putting stats blow in the morning. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, so I think I got to keep that little nugget moving forward. If he's going to play more events, you think he's going to play more events now that he made it through four days? And like, I mean, he might play the players. He hates the players, though. He does not do good here. I know. Well, he doesn't like Riviera either. Well, that's he played. I mean, he, he's, he's on record saying he doesn't like these greens and he yeah. played. Yeah. Um, I can see him. Oh. Seeing, I can see him see playing the players. I always go play Bay Hill. I, I think. No. I think he probably would take two weeks off and play Sawgrass. But dude, that, what a what a madhouse it'll be if he plays here. Oh, probably it'll be a bad. It'll be a madhouse. Oh, probably yeah. Seventeen's going to be a disaster, and seventeen's uh, oh, always a disaster. The spot to watch for anybody who's coming to town. Sixteen green, sixteen green. You get to watch the guys come up on the path five, right? Mm-hmm. And you can you you're still you still you can see. 17, you're like fucking 100 yards from it. So you get to see it. You're not nut to butt with some drunk asshole wearing a fucking American flag suit. So yeah, that, that's the spot to watch it. There you go. All right. So from a betting perspective, though, so let's think about what the, because all the books are throwing crazy, like odds booster for Tiger this week. So what hit? Oh, yeah. Uh, none of the positionals hit. Uh, as he finished, uh-uh. he, he sucked, sucked today. 40, 40 something, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the May Cup prop, though, I think it was got boosted like two to one or something. Nope. So that hit. Um, matchups wise, I mean, you you have intimate knowledge about the hit and didn't. Yeah, you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, I was an asshole and parlayed a whole bunch. I so I wasn't able to round robin them. I thought I was going to be able to round robin them, and thank fucking Christ. Like, like, you know how the book lets you set it up and then you try to submit it and it doesn't work. It didn't work, and thank fucking God, thank God, because I just I just did like three, you know, five team or four match, a five matchup, four matchup, and a three matchup, and Keegan and Billy Ho killed. Like whatever. Keegan looked like balls. Fucking Billy Host a little look like doesn't look right. Uh I don't even remember who else. Oh, he was matched up against Johnny Vegas. Uh I don't even remember who it was. Fenson, maybe not Spencer. Who had uh, Hadwin, Hadwin that you Hadwin. ruined for me over the weekend. Thank you for that. Sorry, buddy. I told you not to do it. <laughs> I did, I, I, did I, I we text too much to go back to the screenshots, but did I include him on it? Yes, you did. I was, okay. I, okay. I, was I was not happy about that. Okay, fair enough. I, I, say, I saved my angst until the show. <laughs> oh, I was like, I felt like I would have heard about this already. <laughs> no, no. As soon, as soon as he shot like 79 yesterday, I was like, you know what? I'm, you're going to hear about this. So, yeah, fucking. Okay, no problem. Listen, uh, the, the golf gods got me back with stupid fucking Morikawa today. Fucking, That's true. It gives a Cantley matchup. Birdie, Eagle, fucking Birdie. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You, you, you got very lucky with those top 20s. Fuck JT, yeah, I did, Finau, Hoppel. <sighs> so lucky. So that pretty good. 
<laughs> having to click on Nate Lashley's name in the last fucking 15 minutes of a tournament is disgusting. Mm. <laughs> yeah, at the playground, trying to make sure P.O. Monati doesn't uh, birdie 18. <laughs> I know. That's golf gambling. Yeah, making sure, you know, one eye on your kid, making sure they don't fall off a slide. The other one, Peter Malnati. That's life. Dude, and I was like, I was even thinking about it too because I was sweating Malnati too because he was the one who could bust it. I was like, 175 out on 18. We have to pin today. <laughs> like, I'm trying to like envision the shot. Like, can he get it close? I don't think he can get it close. <laughs> like, uh, what else from this tournament? You got any air takes? I got one more thing, but I'll let you. I, I think uh, I'm going to that like next California swing. Like, you just bet on him every time. Like, you just take whatever <laughs> okay. numbers available and you just bet on him. Like, dude, he plays great in California. Like, uh, and he get I, I, don't, I don't know if you heard his interview after. Um, somebody asked him if he was more disappointed uh, with the loss or more proud of how he fought. And he answered it so well. Like, I, I, like he was just like, basically, look, I, and he started like getting like kind of not choked up, but definitely emotional about it. He's like, I don't know why this is happening. I was fighting for the last 15 minutes. And he explained it, and he was talking about how good Ram is, and he just wanted to push him. And uh, he thought that he did that. He didn't have his game uh, off the box today. And yeah, like I just really appreciated his answer. Max Holm has really grown on me over the past year. Uh, I, I think he's a, I think he's a solid dude. And he's got a cool story about losing his cat, having to come back and get it. And now he's got six wins. You know what I mean? Like guys are stuck. So yeah, I, I just think, that, I think that's my takeaway. I'm not thinking about it next, next California swing. If he's playing in California, I'm betting Max Holm. Oh, well, here's, I, I guess that's the next question. I, I guess what do we do with him after this? I mean, we're going to see him at Bay Hill. He's got a decent finish there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's won over on the East Coast. He won at Quail Hall and he yeah. won at Potomac. Well, yep. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people bet him for the Masters. I know. Uh, I saw his number uh, 22 Ooh, uh, today. The Masters? Yeah. Wow. A lot, a lot, very popular bet. Well, look, I mean, whatever. I mean, I, I know people knock his major record, but I don't actually. I would actually have to look to see how many majors he's actually had appearances at before people can start shitting on his majors record versus, you know, how many tournaments he's played or how many wins he's had versus major appearances. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like he's a different kind of golf for now. I saw something on, um, on Twitter where they show the difference in his golf swing. Um, how he, he, he was really steep before, and now he's definitely coming at it from a different angle. And like they said, that's when everything started clicking with his fucking irons. Yeah. I was Listen, like standing in front of my TV last night. I think that's when I texted you about my, my pre-shot routine because <laughs> I was <laughs> in front of the TV trying to, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely steep too. I wonder if I take it this way. I'm fucking 1130 at night standing. Oh my God. Did you go down a YouTube like rabbit hole too? And maybe, maybe. And, okay. You might take a week <laughs> off from swinging a club then because yeah, it's going to be a disaster for you. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, look, look my, my opinion on home is the same. Uh, do I think he can win a Masters? Yes. Do I think he can do well in this year's Masters? Yes. Do I think he's going to win? No. No. Uh, I still firmly believe you need to have at least some experience being in the mix or around it, heading into the weekend, or just some level of knowing of being contention to actually win it. I mean, that is a yeah. proven trend. It's going all the way to 2010. I think I only counted maybe four or five who had nothing right before it. So. I'm just gonna keep doing that. So, but but best case scenario, top ten at the Masters, you go PGA, mm-hmm. you go U.S. Open. I think the he's win, very win. live there. Yeah, ACC man. Like, yeah, I'll definitely be betting betting on there. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, not Poa though. It is Ben Grass at the LACC. Oh, that's oh, you didn't listen to uh, me on the preview show or on Andy's show. Okay, listen, dude. You know how many facts you guys spit out about fucking grass and shit? Like, I need a notepad for me to retain all. 
Okay. Shit. I'm driving it in the car. I definitely right. listened, but yeah, I fucking can't remember. All yeah, shit. it's uh, I, per- I can't remember who I bet last week. You got to open my app nine fucking times a day. Be like, what are my fucking matchups again? <laughs> it's uh, Bermuda tee to green and it's bent grass greens. Hmm. Anybody wants to know? Wonder why. I mean, a lot of clubs are like that. It's a very nice club, too. Of course, they have bent grass greens. Okay. Yeah. Actually, of most, most California golf courses have Bermuda. As like oh. their primary like teetering grass. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean at least in Southern Cal. Um, I think my only other takeaway. I want to talk about Hovland for a second. Yeah, come on. I remember uh, Andy Lack came on this show, uh, or maybe I went on his show one time. Um, and I'm paraphrasing, so if I get this incorrect, incorrect, Andy, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> he didn't call him a stupid player, but he called him a player that makes questionable decisions. Mm-hmm. And again. Hovland is making some questionable decisions at this tournament. Um, finally, it seemed like he abandoned the plan to go down 17. The fairway. Yeah. Look, like, I'm not really sure what analytics is telling him on this decision, but setting yourself up for a long approach shot where you have to carry a bunker in the air does not seem like a very good golf decision. No. Uh, I understand it's a really tough tee shot, but if you play the whole straight, you have a big opening to bounce the ball at least up to the apron and try and get up and down. For him, if he is out of position in the 17th, or he catches it maybe a little thin, maybe the wind's in his face, which actually, by the way, you're going that direction, the wind is usually in your face. You land up short in that bunker, you're not getting close to the pin. I I never understood why he wanted to go down 17. So that's yeah. that. And then I, I know guys are um, always just taking the, Pin it close to 10 as possible. Mm. I think he might benefit from actually laying, laying out up. and just pinning a wedge because uh, what he did, I think, on what, Friday? Uh, Friday, ping pong. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen him do that too many times. On the whole. Even on Thursday, he was lucky to escape with a par. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made like an eight, he kind of ping ponged again, and then yeah. he had an eight footer for par. I, I think he would benefit just laying back and just stick out on the green, two potting for a par, get out of there because it, it cost him strokes. And I mean, he's been really good here, but it seems like he has a lot of questionable decisions he makes sometimes that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And he's not good around the green. Like, I, I don't care if they say he's working on it and he's doing all that shit. No, I haven't fucking seen it. No, so what happened at, at Scottsdale, he significantly uh, regressed. And then yeah. he actually, his stats-wise, look okay. For the tournament, yeah, but not, not eyeballs, not eyeball. The eyeball, sure. eyeballs, not. He actually had a really good day today. I think that's what helped his odds. But yeah, yeah, like the fact that that's still in his arsenal is kind of scary. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Why don't we take a break, yeah. and then uh, yeah. why don't we start talking about a uh, forgettable tournament? <sighs> so sad what happened to Honda. But you know what's not sad? Win bet, and it's the official online sports book of the Sports Game Podcast Network. Win bet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win. Including live betting and same game parlays, aka win bets, build your own bet, get great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at win bet. So if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer, bet 100 bucks and get 100 bucks. It is limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a thousand dollar credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamepodcast.com slash win bet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamepodcast.com slash W Y N N D E. Offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions over at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a game problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Okay. Uh, All right, and you're right. This is very sad what's happened. It is, man. Like, I don't know. It's a it's a good course. Like, it's a good 
Wow. Like, I, I enjoy it. I listen, I enjoy the carnage. Okay. All right. You okay. know what I mean. All right. For as as a viewer, I'm not talking about architecture. I'm talking about uh enjoyment of me getting to watch Carnage on the weekend. Yeah, right? I mean I, I would call this objectively bad course. Right. This but, I know I know you, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm yes. talking about the, the entertainment value of seeing guys put it in the water over and over and over again. This water on what like fucking 15, 14, 15 uh, holes. 14 of 18 holes. Uh, technically, wires in play. I say for these guys, probably like maybe 12 and 18, but like yeah, for us, oh, yeah. 14 of 18. I mean, yeah. you're used to it. You play in Florida. You yeah. see this shit Awful. all the time. All the time. Yeah. All the time. I mean, that's why, maybe that's why you such a, like, It's such a miserable playing experience. Yeah, exactly. Because like, I love to see, like, ha ha, how's that feel, motherfucker, right? Yeah. Uh huh. You thought it was in the fairway. Guess what? Nope. Rolled out into the water somehow. Yeah. I love it. I don't know. Like, so I enjoy, I enjoy the car in general. See, I enjoy more like, like Scottsdale Carnage, kind of like like there's a, there like water's not everywhere, but like once the ball starts moving, you don't really know where it's going, like or yeah, runs off fair. the green, like you don't really get that here. It's no. really just water or not. Yeah, no, no, you're right. It. Yeah, I, and it might be the familiarity thing for me, like because I, that's what I have to deal with all the time. So that, that that could honestly be it. Like I, I don't know what other people's opinions are of it, but I love them. I love to watch it Thursday. Okay, I, I I like watching it for like Thursday, and then I'm like, all right, I'm good, <laughs> I'm good. But all right, so the Honda Classic, uh, it's a really bad field. Uh, like we've been talking. Listen, you guys have been very spoiled the last two weeks. Waste management and the Genesis elevated events. Guys are here. Um, even the Amex and Sony had some pretty good players at the top of the board here. Um, let's go over the top 10 players in the world rankings this week at the Honda. Okay. Sung JM. Good name. Yeah. Solid name. Former Honda winner. Uh, up until this week was playing well. There's no shot. He's, he's there. He's not a former winner, right? Sanjay is not coming to this tournament. If he didn't win this thing. Already. I mean, he plays every week, right? Yeah, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Okay. All right. Sanjay, former winner. He's here. Um, Next up, uh, number 19 in the world. I'm not really sure how he's 19 based on his recent play. Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel's 19, he's in, the 19 world. in the world. Gross. It's all because that memorial win. He's been, well, he's been, did he play well over in Europe too, though? Didn't he? Did he yeah, you well? know, I, I, he might have played well at the BMW PGA. Yeah, I think he did. Um, yeah. He might play well at the CJ Cup too. Yeah, whatever. But man, he's been, I don't care. He's 19th For, in the world. I mean, Century, Sony, Phoenix. Phoenix, I think he was okay. This week he was awful. Awful. All right. Shane Lowry, who actually did well this week. Yep. 22nd in the world. All right. Now I'm going to blow your mind. You know, Sepp Strzok is 30th in the world. How is that possible? I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, he finished. <laughs> these were, these were all rankings. So, so he won at Honda last year. Yeah. Yep. He finished second at WGC Fag St. Jude. He did nothing. Yeah. Over when he went to Europe, nothing, nothing. Since he's been... Is that nothing really since? Oh, actually, he finished second in Sanderson. Oh yeah, where, yeah. Where did Will Z win? Uh, he won at Memphis. And so, did wasn't Strzok in the playoff? With yeah, the so, yeah. So two playoffs, two second place finishes, a win at Honda. Since the Sanderson, he's pretty much done nothing. Yeah, and he's thirtieth in the world. These rankings are wonky, man. Uh, Aaron Wise is fortieth in the world. He's kind of been doing nothing either. He missed two straight cuts, right? Two or three. Yeah, it's not been good for him. Uh, good. Your favorite, cheater putter. Your favorite, Alex Noren, is number 41 in the world. He is the sixth highest ranked golfer in this field. 
You hate Alex Nora. Oh, I fucking hate Alex. Nora. I might hate Alex Nora now, so that's two straight Mitt Scotts. He's not been good. All right, here's a guy you like. Min Woo Lee, seventh highest ranked golfer in the field, 47 in the world. How is he 47? Well, he must be doing shit in Europe, he right? He won, I think, a couple of Euro Tour events. Okay. okay. So he's been doing all right. Chris Kirk, 48th in the world. That's your boy. He's, he's eighth. JT Poston, who's no longer my boy, ninth, 50th in the world. <laughs> and Adrian Morag, 52nd, with a cool T44 or something this week at Genesis. So, yeah. Yeah. Morag is definitely uh, the flavor of the week on fucking on Twitter the past couple weeks. Like guys okay. like Bear Off, Bear Off and like and like Skyhook and all those guys who like fucking grind the Euro Tour all love that fucking guy. Let's say he's got some good he's got some good results over there, but do something here, man. Yeah. Like there, there's 150 golfers to bet on. Yeah. I, I I I he won't be on my betting card. What do you what do we think? What do we th- honestly does RJ open up ten to one? He's got to right. I think it might be eight. That's so gross, man. Because he, so he uh, before last week he was playing really good. So what? What are we gonna get Lowry at? Like fourteen? Probably. If we're lucky. Kind of wish he did do well this week. I wish I fucking hell yeah. Well, I, I needed him for a matchup. So, uh, um, but yeah, fourteen. I'm gonna have to bet Lowry. Maybe some sort some sort of golf god redemption from the fucking monsoon. He's playing well. All right, I, I guess. All right, here, here's another question: Do we finally get the triple digit winner? I mean, here, if we don't get it here, we're fucking never. Right, here, here's the thing: I'm looking at <laughs> who's going to be triple digits, or who's going to be like eighty to one. Yeah, where it's probably going down to like Adam Shank. Oh, Adam Shank, eighty to one in this economy. What are we no, talking no, like about? Eight, like Adam Shank, hundred to one. I think everybody else above him might be like like Patrick Rogers is going to be probably like sixty to one. Robbie Sheldon's going to be like seventy five to one. Ben Taylor's going to be like fifty to one. Hayden Buckley's going to be like forty to one. I mean, you might as well to one. You might as well bet on the guys in the hundreds if Adam Shank is fucking eighty. Why not? I'll tell. I'll tell you what. If if we don't get a triple digit winner this week, do not ever 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 have that one. Until Liv Every comes again. back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I 100% agree with that. All right. I mean, I still think Gross. you shouldn't anyways, but whatever. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's talk about the golf course. So this was built in 1981 by the Fazios. Uh, Tom and his uncle George uh, built PJ National Champion Course for the Ryder Cup. Actually, a really com- competitive Ryder Cup. Um, yeah. But then I think Jack Nicholas either bought the maybe about invested in it or something. 2002 complete overhaul of the champions course. Uh, he ended up rerouting, I think hole number 14. Excuse me. I had a little bit of heartburn. Uh, nice. yes. Take some thumbs. Yeah, I did. Apparently it's not working. I took some time. I took, I mean, I this tournament's getting me heartburn. Day. So maybe that's why the fucking day stresses sweating those fucking top 20s. gave me fucking heartburn. No goddamn question about it. Uh, Anyways, uh, some bunker enhancements, uh, some green enhancements, whatever that means. Um, you know, he basically put his own spin on this place. Yeah. Um, look, I mean, if you see this, you know, if you see a lot of Jack Nicklaus golf courses, it's very, very similar. Uh, they're very demanding or penal. For example, Murfield Village. Uh, Nicholas Tournament course has a lot of water on a concession. One of our faves. Uh, Valhalla. Is that going to... Real quick, I, mean, I don't want to keep derailing shit. But does, is that coming back this year? No, it's never. Dude, the WGCs are dead, man. 
That's never, that's so, never coming back. Why can't we get concession? Like, it, like that was a, such a fucking awesome course to watch, man. I don't know, because we got to go to Minneapolis or something. Fucking rocket mortgage. Like, that's a shitty tournament. All right. <laughs> Sorry to anybody from Sorry. Minneapolis. I, it's not a good golf course. <laughs> Anyways, uh, a lot like this golf course, by the way. So the champion course, it, it, it's, it's demanding and penal. And listen, you might like this style of golf with a lot of water on it. Like, I, I don't think putting a lot of water on a golf course to make it tough is actually good design. I think it's kind of lazy, but that's Florida for you. There's water everywhere. You can't make it just, you know, this firm and fast waterless haven. It's you got to do something with it. I mean, the Gators got to live somewhere. This is true. Where they are. So, so like we mentioned, uh, there is water on at least 14 of 18 holes. Now for the pros, probably more like 12 of 18 water everywhere. Um, and it's, listen, it's a tough layout for amateurs, especially with the wind, especially this time of year with the prevailing East Northeast wind, I uh, plays havoc with approach shots. We'll talk about how difficult some of these approach shots are a little later. Um, this is some of the stiffest tournament scores or highest scores you're going to see all year. Uh, just to spoil it, it's actually the, uh, highest average, average score of all non-major tournaments on the PGA tour since 2015 is PGA national. And it's mostly because a shit ton of water that people hit into where doubles and triples can easily derail around. So look, like if you watch NASCAR for like you watch tonight for the Daytona 500, you watch for the crashes. Is that thing still going on? Oh no, it's, it's over. Uh, sorry to everyone in the discord channel. You kind of went bankrupt. <laughs> Everybody. Ricky Stenhouse uh, ruined a lot of people's nights tonight. Um, is that an old guy? That name sounds somewhat he's familiar. He's kind of old. He's been around. He, he he was at a big uh, race team, and then he kind of got kicked to the curb. I, to a the only thing I, I so I I remember why I hate fucking Daytona is because it's on a three day weekend, and we always used to take the kids to either Universal or Orlando, right? So then by the time we leave, we're driving back up through Orlando, going through Daytona to get yeah. back, and it's just a fucking madhouse. And I every year I would fucking forget. I was like, God damn it, Daytona. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Got it. That's fine. Um, so let's talk about, I mean, so you guys have seen this term a lot before, a lot of water. Uh, the most famous stretch of holes aptly named after uh, the golden bear himself, the bear trap uh, is holes 15 through 17. Um, it's kind of epitomized. I think how unimagined this golf course is, is the bear <laughs> trap uh, holes 15, 17. They're both par threes. Uh, one of them is 180 yards and plays to a, um, you know, basically, uh, you got to hit a left or right tee shot to the green. Uh, there's a back bunker, and you hit over water. It's about 180 yards. Uh, the 17th is about 192 yards. Uh, it's also over water. It also requires a fade into the green. It has a back bunker. Uh, it's essentially the same two holes. In one's longer. One's slightly wrong. Okay, fine. You got to use <laughs> a different club. <laughs> On the 17th, it's the same hole. Uh, I mean, Jack Nicholas is known for hitting a lot of fades, him designing a demanding par three that requires a fade. It's not surprising. Yeah. Uh, the 16th as well, that runs out. It, it's, um, you can't hit driver here. I mean, you can't hit driver at a lot of these holes. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, you can't hit driver here. Fairway runs out about 280. He's got a bunker on the left side. Although uh, they made some changes to number 16. They took out a couple bunkers. I'm not exactly sure which ones, but maybe that bunker is no longer there. Regardless though, uh, you got to hit lesson driver off the tee. And then it requires a long approach shot. And so it basically requires a left to right approach shot. Again, a fade 
uh, just like Nick Jack Nicholas likes to hit. Uh, a lot of fades at this golf course. That's why a guy like Sung JM is one here. Uh, he yeah. does very well hitting the ball up to right. So, look, I mean, and and this stretch of holes is, is pretty brutal because it plays into the wind. Um, and then there's number 18, which you and I uh, don't fondly remember last year. Um, no, we don't. No, holding the Shane Lowry ticket. And uh, then the monsoons open up, and his drive went 80 yards uh, less than Seth Straka's. I also want to, like, do you remember how this Shane's reaction to the fucking rain, like he was gonna fucking melt, like running like underneath the umbrella. Like, I mean, I wouldn't you? I, I don't know, man. Like he acted like he was scared of the rain. I don't know. It just I think he knew me. he was fucked. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think he knew he was on the leader, and he saw Sepp Shraka tee off, and then started raining. I think he's like, I'm boned at this point. Yeah, it's true. Like, did, are, okay, have fucking you ever brutal. tried? Uh, first of all, it's under pressure. Have you ever tried hitting yeah. a golf club with that like downpour of rain? Yeah, so unfortunately, like because it rains every day at four o'clock in the summertime down here, yeah. like yeah, I've I've literally me and my buddy have stayed out like through lightning warning. Yeah, th- like, there, there's no way to grip the club. It doesn't matter no, how dry. No. Like as soon as you bring it out, it's soaked, yeah, it's and then your gloves getting yeah, soaked. He probably didn't have a rain glove at that point. Yeah, yeah, he, he knew his bone. Yeah. All right. Poor prick. So all right. So um, look, so that's PJ National. Uh, I'll get to a couple of other facts about it in a little bit. Why don't we take a break? Uh, let's talk about Piper golf though. So right. look like, I mean, you know, it's, it was pretty warm weather, uh, recently rushed to New York. Yeah, I'm starting to get out and hit the golf balls. Maybe you are in somewhere where you are too. And, uh, a lot of you just like, you know, Capper and I, you're probably listening to this and you're probably, you know, like kind of a mid handicap or anything, but you want to use a premium ball. You want to use your pro V ones. You want to use your tailor mates. Well, a lot of those balls are mostly, even though the commercials suggest they're for you, they're not really for you. You can't really maximize the benefit of those balls uh, unless you're a really good player. And sometimes you just can't. So you end up overpaying for a product that doesn't really help you. Well, Piper Golf Balls is, is actually developing a product that is going to help you. It's going to help your game for significantly less money. You know, anytime you go through like your golf course, you hit a ball, you know, a sleeve of Pro V1s into the water. You're like, yeah, it's 12 bucks. Well, this is, uh, you know, it's got a discount, but it performs pretty much about the same as your Pro V1. And like I just mentioned, Piper Golf Balls are actually making golf balls based on your handicap to suit your game. So they have four lines of golf balls. They have the green golf ball, which is anyone from a 15 plus handicap. And most bigger handicaps, they have a slower swing speed. Uh, the green line of golf balls for Piper Golf, they actually have distance boosters in them to help you get the ball out there a little bit. Uh, you have the blue ball, which is a 5 to 15 uh, handicap. Uh, it's a little bit lower spin, uh, so you have a little bit more lower control off the tee. Uh, good combination of distance and feel for mid-handicappers, a little bit more control there. Uh, you have the black ball, which is smooth and soft. It's got a little higher spin to it. Uh, if you're a little better player, you want a little bit higher spin ball, you can have a little more control uh, with your trajectories and everything. Uh, but the latest of the best of the ball they have is the gold ball. And actually, I uh, just got some right here. Nice. Uh, yep. So the Piper golf ball, I'm going to take one out right now and show you real quick there. There it is. Like so just holding this right now. I mean, like I, I got a Pro V1 right here and I, I got a Piper. They, they feel about the same. I mean, same dimple patterns. I mean, same weight, you know, same thing. It's, you know, it's a four piece ball. It's got the urethane cover and everything. Um, it's got, you know, if you, if you use this ball, it's for a better player. But if it's got a high ball flight, soft feel. But what really is good about the Piper Golf Ball, though, is that it gets really good control around the greens. Uh, and that's how you're going to lower your score. I mean, like, you can go to the driving range all day long and hit irons and hit drivers. But if you don't practice your short game, you're not going to get any better. A Piper Golf Ball, though, 
It's going to get you close to the pin. It's going to help you. So go to piper.golf slash ggp and you'll get 10% off on your first order using promo code ggp. And you can opt to subscribe, get a subscription to Piper Golf Balls. Basically, it'll give you scheduled shipments. Uh, and if you do that, you'll get a 50% discount on every shipment you make and you get free shipping on any orders of $50. So go to piper.golf slash ggp and start getting your game better today. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait for mine because I got a tournament. I got a charity tournament coming up in two weeks that are super cool club down the road from me that's private that I only get to play mm-hmm. <laughs> when I do like a charity tournament and I'll be using those. Yeah. I, I just signed up for a new club up here. Uh, so I'm looking forward to getting on the course and uh, using Piper golf balls. Yes, sir. So, all right, let's go over some betting strategies. So uh, just anyone uh, who doesn't know, my article is not out right now. Uh, it's in drafts. I need to edit it. Uh, I need to talk about the crappy field at the top. I didn't feel like doing it today. I had a couple things I need to do today, but I had no enough information to do a preview for you. So let's talk about some general like information about PJ national. So the champion scores, PJ national plays a par 70, 7,125 yards long. There are only two par fives on the golf course. Uh, one of them plays about 540 yards. Now this week though, I may mention with the East Northeast prevailing winds, Actually, it's forecast to be east southeast this this week, which typically that the the five and forty yard par five. I think it's like hole number six or something. It's slightly into the wind. Now it's really going to play directly into the wind, so it's going to play a lot longer. Um, number eighteen, though, that's the one that's like a snake. It's a serpentine par five. Mm-hmm. It's got the pulp. It's got water on the left, palm trees on the right. Uh, you got to carry over a big lake in order to get to the green. It's about five eighty. Usually that plays into the wind, but with an east-southeast wind, um, you know, it's going to kind of maybe take balls away from the water. Uh, we may mention earlier, guys using the rules of their advantage of clanking off grandstands, expect a lot of guys to just aim for the hospitality tent yeah. uh, and just clank it off that and get a free relief because so the wind's just going to push it to it. Um, you know, basically missing left is essentially no penalty. You're going to see a lot of guys just pound it off there all week. Um, so the par, th- the par threes though, let's talk about this. They're mean. They are very mean. Uh, two of them play over 200 yards, but typically they have the wind at their back. So they play a little short in that, uh, they are two, like I just mentioned in 15, 17, they play between 180, 190 yards. Uh, three of the four have water next to the green though. And they're really tough. Uh, in fact, they are actually the toughest on the entire PGA tour. These clutching of par threes. How about that? Yeah. I mean, Love listen, it. you throw a bunch of water at these guys. I mean, that's why the score is just ballooned at this place. It's, it's just, it, I mean, you know, man, you see water and like, I don't care what level golfer you are. Like you still see the water and it's like, fuck this water right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, it's got to go through their head too. It's, it's terrifying. Of course it does. So uh, let's talk about agronomy. Um, so the fairway is a, it's a, it's called celebration Bermuda. I think there's celebration greens at a couple of places, but this is celebration Bermuda. Uh, the rough is also Bermuda, but they overseed it uh, this time of year. So it's two and a half inches in length. Um, as far as the greens, they are Tiff Eagle Bermuda. Uh, there's a couple other golf courses in the PGA Tour that Tiff Eagle. Uh, you got Albany for the Hero World Challenge. Unfortunately, there's no shot gain or shot link data for it. You still look at overall results. Unfortunately, I'm not even sure if anybody besides Sungjae or Horschel has even played at the Hero World Challenge. So might have helped you. Uh, Kapalua. Which probably most of the fields not play Capital. No, no. Bay Hill, which probably not many people play that either. And Sea Island, probably a lot of guys play Sea Island. So there you go. Sea uh, Island, that's where you get your putting stats this week. But I mean, overall, Sea Island Mafia. At, basically, but if you just look at, what, what, are they even here this week? 
Uh, Harris Englishes. Oh. Okay. So there you go. Uh, I'd have to go look. I know Keith Mitchell isn't here. He's a no, he, winner. Yeah, he's, he's, he's too good for this place now. He is. Harris uh, Englishes. I'd, I'd, I'd be curious. I'd be, I'd be into betting on English probably if he was like a, like a three in front of him. Oh, he's. Oh, oh, like 30 to one? Yeah. He played good. This, he played all right this week. I know. Let's be, care, be careful with that. He's he's burned us a lot. I know. I know. The goober. Uh, the greens will run 12 in the stip meter, but these things run really quick, and especially if it's firm and the, and the winds just kind of bake it out. So, you know, expect these greens to be really slippery. Now, I may mention earlier, uh, PJ National has undergone a couple changes since last year. So, specifically, all the bunkers have been rebuilt. Uh, to quote unquote, maximize playability and strategy. Now, whenever a Nicholas design course tries to maximize playability and strategy. I'm always a little skeptical. Usually it doesn't. Uh, but overall, basically the rebuild, the bunkers make it a little more friendly and maintained. I would say uh, they built new uh, uh, drainage with it, new liners, and they put new uh, sand in it called G angle sand. I tried finding if there's any other golf course on the PG tour, that is this type of sand. I couldn't find it, but, I actually found a golf course that uh, Capper, you're familiar with. They use G angle sand, and maybe you can tell us about it. Right. Uh, the King of the Bear. Yeah, yeah. They use this type it. of sand. I play King of the Bear all the time, and it is funny. Their, their sand is different. Mm-hmm. All right. The, so, uh, what's it like playing on the sand there? Because you, you, by the way, you are on record saying you are a fantastic <laughs> bunker player, and you can go toe to toe with any PGA Tour player <laughs> in a bunker. No, no, no. See, no, 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 no. See, I did not say that. I said I was a good bunker. Oh, player. To, I am a good camera. Bunker you have to clip. You're we have to yeah. dig up that clip. Okay. I am a good bunker player. I am. I okay. absolutely am. I do not care. All right, so what's it like playing on uh, the angle sand? So I don't know if it's just the bunkers at King and Bear. Like, they're difficult. And, like, they have some of these really long uh, – they have these long bunkers that are in the – do they use the same sand in the fairway bunkers? Uh, yes. Okay. So, yeah, so it's definitely different. It's uh, – I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I take – I don't take as much sand as it feels like I take. Okay. That's, <laughs> Does that make sense? That's actually a good point. Okay. So they interlock yeah. the sand. It's a little firmer. Yeah. Uh, mostly it's done because a lot of bunkers lose a lot of sand from wind. This keeps it mostly in the bunkers because it's yeah. kind of a little, like, it's it's yeah. it, it's it's firmer. It's not going to go anywhere. So, yeah. yeah, it's a different type of sand. Unfortunately, listen. I can't find any European tour golf courses that actually has a sand. They're probably out there. And anyways, I'm not even sure really how you handicap that because then you'd have to go by each particular player. Um, yeah. uh, Paulie, if you're listening to this, I know you're the type of guy who would probably go digging for this. <laughs> Don't bother. Okay. <laughs> it, this is just noteworthy. Um, so, can you, so just uh, slammer. So it's funny. I do. So you know, all those terrible come visit the home the world golf like that's literally where i live and mm-hmm. uh the slammer and squire is i like much better than king and bear because it plays so much easier but king and bear is a, like a much better course yeah. like it's a fun course to play it's me sometimes all right sorry um a couple of bunkers were removed on where was it uh 13 and 16 uh unfortunately i could not identify which bunkers were removed because i actually went to google earth to try to look at uh, recent imagery and there's an entire cloud over the golf course <laughs> could not see it I was That's really, awesome. I was really annoyed. I can see, I can see you being pissed at lunch. What, what's, what's the matter, Steve? There's a cloud covering the fucking thirteenth hole. Yeah, it was over the entire back nine. I'm like, come on, this is where I gotta look at it. Oh my god, it's it the worst. So, all right. Um, 
what else? So I may mention it's uh, the toughest non-major venue uh, on the PGA Tour. Uh, the average score since 2015 is about one point plus 1.6 per round. Uh, it's primarily due to the sheer abundance of water. Uh, the collection of par threes, like I mentioned, uh, it's the toughest par threes on the PGA Tour. So what makes it so tough? Well, as I mentioned, Jack Nicklaus might create very demanding golf courses. It's very demanding tee to green. Uh, it's very demanding off the tee overall. Uh, it's ranked to the fourth toughest off the tee uh, since of all golf courses with at least five tournaments since 2015. Only Colonial, Innisbrook, and Harbortown rank as tougher golf courses off the tee. Um, the reason for this is twofold. Uh, first, it's very narrow. The fairways are only about 29 yards wide. Uh, that's in the bottom 10 width of all golf courses uh, on the PGA Tour. And there's a lot of holes where uh, players need to avoid water off the tee. Um, about one in every 22 shots, uh, tee shots incur a penalty at PJ national. So a lot of penalty shots. And that's probably the reason why the average driving distance is so low. It's only about two seventy six and a half. Um, that's uh, a very low, uh, yardage per drive and players opt to club down for a little bit more of an accurate club. Make sure they keep it in the fairway, keep it out of the water. And that helps explain why the driving accident rates Usually around 67% of this place, even though it is narrow, it's because guys are not pulling driver, not blasting it everywhere. So, um, so keep that in mind. So as long as you don't find the water off the tee, uh, there's actually surprisingly isn't a, a big penalty overall for missing the fairway. Uh, it's only about slightly below average. Like the difference between your overall stroke skating on a hole, uh, if you're hitting a pro shot from the fairway or the rough. Now it doesn't mean that these are really easy. Uh, in fact, it's actually quite the opposite. Uh, the approach shots are the most difficult on the PGA Tour. And it's because uh, 10 of 18 greens have water right next to the hole. So doesn't, that, really, doesn't that fuck with the stats like around the greens? Too, exactly. Like, well, it, it messes with the approach shot stuff. Yeah, because, but well, you would think around the green too, right? Because like if you if you miss and you go on the water and now like, I don't know, like maybe. It's, no, no, no. It, the penalty, that shows up in your approach shot number, okay. not the around the green number. Okay. So... But regardless, though, that's why there's not much of a penalty between hitting from the fairway or hitting from the rough. It's because there's so much water on the course. You're very likely, if you're in the fairway, especially with the, some of these windy conditions, to hit in the water anyways. So that's why there's not much of a penalty. It's not really to do with, oh, this is easy rough. Anybody can blast it there. Or right. <laughs> it has nothing to yeah. do with it. Yeah, water's water, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and the green regulation is really low. It's only about 59% uh, since 2015. It's one of the lowest coasts on the PGA Tour. Uh, again, with the wet, the wind, that's really tough. Uh, you know, these are bigger greens, but they're, they can get really firm too. It's harder to hold. Um, so yeah, like it's just really tough approach. Shot. So I just, and then around the green and putting, there's not really much notable with it. It kind of was about middle of the road. So I didn't really find any interesting nuggets and I didn't put anything on it. But so let me, let's just stop for a second. What I just talked about, you can't hit in the water. It's really tough off the tee. Gotta be really good with your irons because there's so much water, and we have this dog shit field. Oh God, we talked. Yeah, we talked about this pre pre show. Yeah. Well, here's yeah. the problem for anybody doing DFS. Anyone with some semblance of ball striking is getting ownership this week. Oh. So that's a problem. Uh, probably anybody with some semblance of ownership is probably going to get bet on this week. Mm-hmm. So I guess how do you differentiate the field and try and find diamonds in the rough? Um, I mean, you look at the relative skill set chart, but it's not really helpful. No. Um, I guess that there is a little bit of a correlated uh, trend here. Guys who have been a little longer off the tee 
tend to do pretty well here. Um, excuse me, driving accuracy rates. Guys are like hit a lot of areas or not. There's not much of a correlation. Probably because guys are clubbing down a lot. Uh, even with guys who are really good iron players and not, there's a slightly less than correlated like between if you're a good iron player or bad iron player between like, you know, if you got to finish here. Like you look at some of the guys of one year, like Seth Straka wasn't struggling with his irons coming in. Not, I wouldn't call him a great iron player. But he's good off the tee. Uh, Matt Jones, I would not call a good iron player. Uh, oh, that's right. This is where I hit first round leader handout, right, Matt Jones? You did. That was a, that was a big. Uh, that was play. a great week. I mean, Sanjay, I would call a really good iron player. Uh, Keith Mitchell. Yep. He was not really hitting his irons all that great back not then. then. Yeah. Uh, JT, yeah. premier iron player. Uh, Ricky yeah. Fowler when he was when he won, good Definitely iron player. Yeah. Adam Scott when he won, really good iron player. Fuck Adam uh, Scott. I, I know. I hate. I t- he played. He took him on off. I told him be careful. God, the fucking back to back days in a row. He could beat Corey Connors today in a fucking matchup. Let me joke. That's rough. Uh, Rory's won here. Great iron player. So it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Um, what's funny though, is that even though I mentioned, like, there's nothing really noteworthy about putting around the green at this place, um, slightly positive correlation to good scramblers and good putters doing well here. Now that could be because it's weak fields. Typically the profile of guys who usually plays play crappy events, usually keep their car because they're good putters and good scramblers. So that could be it. Uh, Mm -hmm. you also make the case that, listen, there's a lot of missed greens or let's say you hit it in the water. The ability to get up and down and, up and down. for bogey yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. Or yeah. if you miss a green, just get up and down and make par. That's really going to, you know, you're going to gain strokes in the field. That can be a reason. Um, you also could take a different approach. I actually took this approach last year, and I actually did pretty well with this. Um, right. Target a list. There's a list of golf courses with a lot of just, like, penalty areas. And, like, okay. a lot of, you know, a lot of water off the tee or a lot of water there on the greens. So I kind of just looked at this collection of golf courses and just compared to the field. Actually, I did okay last year. Uh, Lowry winning would have been cherry on the top, but I, I think I did really good with matchups when I was betting matchups. Mm-hmm. Good with matchups, positionals. So here's some golf courses I found that I used last year that I'm probably going to go back to this year and just see how they do. And a lot of these are golf courses too that like a lot of these guys have played. Mm-hmm. Um, so Liberty National, uh, that's the one in uh, New York that's got a lot of water. Uh, Golf Club of Houston. They used to play that for the Houston Open. Uh, that's had a lot of weaker fields, so you might see some oh, of these yeah. guys that play that tournament in there. Uh, Mirfield Village for the Memorial. That's Jack's place. A lot of water there. Uh, TBC yep. Sawgrass. Your neck of the woods. Yep. Uh, PJ West, the Stadium Course. Um, they guys just play there, so you'll get a lot of guys who played the Corn Ferry Tour just graduated. They got that in there. You could compare that to this. Uh, TBC Twin Cities for the 3M that always draws a terrible field. You can use that. Mm-hmm. Uh, TBC Southwind, um, the fact that they let pretty much anybody play it last year, um, they're in it. Uh, Bay Hill, a lot of water. TBC Scottsdale, a lot of water there too. So there's some golf courses with a lot of penalty areas they might want to look at that, you know, you can probably cross reference a lot of these names. Like I know that last year, Sepp Straka had a couple of good finishes, I think, at Twin Cities. Yeah, I did. And I think one other place and Loba Holy one. Mm. So that gives me right. a look at. And then the last thing approach shot, this is what I'm going to trigger you with. Okay. okay? Yeah. So I think I remember at Scottsdale, you came back at me and I told you what to do. And you got to do, you're unfortunately going to have to do the same thing again. So I like, anytime I look at the approach shot distribution chart, I like them seeing all consecutive above average rates. And we got that again, but it's a big range. So 42, 43% of your approach shots this week are going to come from 125 to 175. 
And 32% okay. of your shots are going to come between 175 and 225. Giant yardage range. I know you hate that. Because it's it's so it's it's such a big range. It's it's like you can have some guys who are gonna hit in one one fifty to one twenty-five, and and then they might suck balls and from you know one eighty to two hundred. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I hate I I, I like it nice and neat. Okay. Well, here's why you gotta use both this week. Ready? All right, okay. ready. So obviously from one twenty five to one seventy five, these are well above PGA tour average, forty three percent of shots. You gotta look at that. You gotta put it in yep. the model. Okay. All your par threes that basically make and break your tournament are between 175 and 225. Where those are the yeah. scores, those pile up. You cannot yeah. ignore so, that range this week. You have to use yeah, so, yeah, so definitely so definitely that. And then so because those par threes make or break you, there's only two par fives. Maybe yeah. like a par five score and two. I mean, they're so hard though. Like you're not really getting birdies. The par five. No, no, no. I'm saying coupled with focusing on that range for the par threes, right? Because so no, I think I think your par fives are the, your 225 plus. No, no, no. I know what I was saying is, is, is I'm saying focus on on that prox that proximity. I'm not talking about proximity now, but I'm saying okay, so that proximity with that many holes, it, it's that much. We only have two par fives. Find out who is good from the par three range and who can take apart the par fives. Sure, I guess Does that makes sense. I guess yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm not really. I don't. I just want you to survive the par fives. I'm not really looking for you to score on them. Don't you have to score on them? I mean, these tournaments are all like like twelve under. It's not under. a guarantee birdies. These holes. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. I, I guess the 540 yard one can be, but like the 18th is no cakewalk. Mm-mm. Like the layup no, zone. The la- if you miss a fairway, you're probably not making birdie. The layup zone no. is like 15 yards wide. Yeah, I know. It's like and then great. you got and then you got to try and go for the green. And either yeah. you're hitting the water or the up and down is not very easy. Like that's yeah. not a, that's not an easy birdie hole. I don't know if like, and, and like think about like, if you use par five scoring, there's a lot of cupcake birdie. Yeah. Par fives in the I don't know if you want to use that. Yeah. That would be right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm just going to do it at Scottsdale. I'm going to look at both. Uh, if you use a model weight, 125 to 175, a little higher. Cause it's more shots. You have to use both, though, especially because those par threes, which make it break your tournament, you cannot screw up those holes and hope right. to win this thing. So you got to look at both. All right. All right. You want to talk about uh, Mayakoba mm-hmm. for another half hour? Not for a half hour. We can touch on it real quick. I don't know. I'm, I'm more curious about those fucking odds. Yeah. I'm way more I mean, I, 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 say, I sent you a list of guys I want to bet. Yeah, and I texted you. I forgot how good Neiman was after watching that uh, Netflix. What the hell is it called? Full swing. Full swing. Yeah, full swing. Are you? The, do, uh, you're done oh, with it, right? Yeah, I finished it. Did you? You got my angry text last night. The, um, I mean, you got my mm-hmm. angry text about yeah, uh, I know. the season finale. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, and look, and what's what's funny is, is so I, I I shit all over Roy, but Roy said something that was so so whatever. Spoiler alert! I don't give a fuck. The uh, um. Like when he said, like we're the only athletes in the world who get to pick and choose where we get to play. We're getting a little soft. I was like, yeah, all right, all right. Like, yeah. Like, but I, I, I yeah. Listen, I, I like some of the stuff that Roy had to say, but I did love watching him fucking lose that opening. Like, that made me so happy inside. All right. So what? What was the biggest takeaway from uh, full swing for you? Uh I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if it's exciting enough for. For people who aren't fucking golf nerds like we are, like I loved it. Like, uh, like I loved some of the just inside the rope stuff, like that I never get to see. You know what I mean? Like some of the thoughts and things like that. I didn't like the scar tissue 
from multiple second places. Like I feel like the first four episodes, I I had a second place ticket. I was like, what the fuck, man? I felt attacked. But <laughs> it's not it's not as exciting as like F one racing. You know what I mean? So like to, yeah. to bring it to the masses, they got to get a little better. They don't have to tell us that there's a cut fucking five episodes out of the fucking six or eight or whatever it was like listen they should have picked this up already by now if they're following along they have now taken interest in the game and realized that certain players make the cut and certain players don't but listen man, good effort overall like it was pretty well done um i like uh i love fucking tony fina now like i liked him before but i fucking love tony fina now like i love him like he is like he's somebody who like and I'm never about like kids' role models and shit like that. But that is a dude who like if I had a, like a if I had a son who was playing golf, like I'd be like, yo, this is the guy you need to emulate. Like just a good overall dude. Um, Rory's a good dude. Uh, as much as I crap on him, like uh, it was pretty cool to see see his dad uh, and and that type of stuff. So I liked it overall, man. I did. Uh, whatever. It's you know like it, it is what it is. Like I I, I could have used more behind this behind the scenes stuff. Um, but in less like tournament footage, but that's not because people who watch this show don't grind out. Like we said, checking fucking Peter Malnati on the 18th hole on a playground on a Sunday afternoon. So they might not know this stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I liked it overall. Okay. I mean, I liked it overall too. Um, did not like the first episode. Uh, I thought, I thought how they framed that JT was this loser and speed was this prolific winner. Always got the best of JT was a big revisionist history of the last five years. Uh, yeah. JT's won, I think the second most money in the PG tour and speed is at 85 swings in that time. So that, yeah. that was, uh, yeah, I know that not awesome. Here. I get why they did it. Yeah. Uh, calling Harbor town as the pivotal tournament to really, uh, get going on the PG tour where that was a stretch. Oh, you didn't catch yeah, that. Nugget. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. I must have missed that. Yeah, they're one. like, oh no. yeah, Harbor Town. You want to go here and like this is really good. Oh, I did hear that. It's the, the week after the fucking after Masters. the Masters. Exactly. No, that's right. That's right. So that was a stretch. Yeah. Overall, though, I mean, I I thought it was I got stronger as I the so, episode too. went on. Like, I think my biggest takeaway was um, the reason why guys want to live. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kapka slowly realizing that. He didn't have it anymore. Was fucking depressing as a so depressing. Kepka booster for years, yeah, and defender, and just slowly realizing like I kind of suck now. I should probably take the money. When we started this, you were a huge Brooks giant, Brooks huge, yeah. huge. I had to talk you off of you. Did time. you did? I I would just like like forty to one. You gotta <laughs> no. I mean like it. That was think, that was bad. I mean, what did you, what, what did you think about and I. To like get into like wags, right? But like, no, I don't want to. Talk. That woman. No. Okay, all right. I'm just saying she like she completely missed. The I, don't sh- I don't give a. I don't give a shit. You know, you know, I'm just saying like this poor this poor man is like broken down in the corner, <laughs> and she's like, here's a look at this outfit I have. I'm like, Whatever. she's not reading. All right. And anyways, uh, I thought with uh, the Latinos going over, I thought that so that, that makes was... sense why Mito went. Yeah, man, how close they all were, and like hearing like the, the that tight backstory. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, I I, I knew that Neiman and Mito were pretty tight. Like, I, I didn't, didn't know they were tight like that. Tight. Though. Yeah, exactly. Um, polls are going because he thought he had a lot of Instagram followers. That was kind of funny. <laughs> I, so, I know he came across well for you. He did, and, and you know me, I hated Poulter. Like, I was rooting for him to lose his fucking card at one point. Remember, like, a couple of years ago? Like, this is before we started the pod. Like, he was he, he was going to lose his, like, he had to, like, finish something, and he was going to lose his goddamn card, and I was rooting for it so hard. But I don't know, man. He seems like a goofy fuck. 
my dad and like i didn't like the way he was trying to spin shit like he was like i didn't make any money honey and then he gets on a private jet to fly back i'm like all right like fucking calm down with that shit but i didn't think uh he came off better than i thought he was gonna come off he's still kind of douchey but i don't know like he's another one who's like he, he when he was being honest in it he was like i'm old mm-hmm. and i don't know how many more years i have left and now i can take a fucking bag and set my family up yeah he basically said that and then tried to spin it like 10 minutes later to something else. But he, he, he did kind of admit it. Oh, yeah, DJ's yeah. DJ's response was great. Like fucking, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, you would say you do the same thing. Yeah. Like, All right. Fine. Um, let's see. Uh, I like the Joel Damon episode. I know you, you have different opinions on it. We don't have to get into it, but no, let's talk off air about that. Let's, I, I want to, I do want to talk I, I think, I think I know why. So I'll leave it alone. Okay. Um, and then, I mean, overall though, I think for me personally, I like the F1 show better because I think because I'm just not, it's probably the similar experience as like a hardcore golf fan watching this. We're like, all right, come on, like, stop telling me what the cut is. Although I didn't, I wonder what people thought when they explained the tour championship format. People were like, that's dumb. That's dumb. (laughs) Did you hear Rory say that he, he thinks it's as good as a major? That's bad. That is a bad look for your boy. And that, that is a bad Bad look. I was like, you have got. I, he said that shit out loud. I wonder if it's because he has three of those and fucking staggered stats with fucking. I don't need to. I, listen, I know how listen, much we'll it. talk about that in six months. Okay. Let's save those takes again. Um, yeah, exactly. Anyways, <laughs> I like, I, I, I imagine hardcore F1 fans probably like, well, that's not true. That's not true. Like, I was doing like, right. JT's not this loser. <laughs> right. Exactly. So <laughs> overall, though, I liked it. Um, I have a feeling though that they really struck gold with season one because of the live stuff. Yes. Gonna be honest, I think it'd be very unless they do more of like the Joel Damon types. That's what they need to do. That's exactly what they need to do. They need to they keep to it interesting. Otherwise, yeah. it's gonna be the same. Yeah, like like you've already done know. you've already done JT and Speeth. I don't want to see them. Like I wouldn't mind seeing Finau again just because I like I dug his like I don't know, I dug his whole thing. Like I'm I'm a huge Finau fan now. Like mm-hmm. and I was a big Finau fan before, but like that dude, that dude knows what life's about. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that dude gets it. Um, and so, yeah, I like, yeah. Show me some of the younger guns coming up. You know, like show me, show me Cam Young. Like, let's see what his story is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's a dial guys. Zone, you don't though. get. Have you ever heard of Cam Young talk? You don't know. Yeah, but you don't know that. That's just press conferences. Okay. Dude, dude, All right. So he was the son of a club pro of uh, one of the best golf courses in the world. So half these fucking guys, like, like, uh. uh Justin Jordan Thomas. Spieth, oil money, uh, Justin Thomas's dad, like and his grandfather, uh, like fuck out of here. Like, give me more Sahith. Uh, give me yes. more. That was a good episode. Yeah, Sahith. That was a really good episode. Um, talking about how hard it is, and like, yeah, give me, give me. I, I like, do. Like, I, give me, I I wish they got Travelers stuff though, and they didn't. I know. Why they cut off they? right before then? I know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe they ran uh, out of time. Maybe maybe they ran out of time. I mean, I'm surprised that they went through the Open Championship. I'm surprised they didn't go. I don't know. Well, yeah. otherwise, though, I liked it. Um, will I rewatch it? Probably not. No, uh, definitely but I'm, not. You know, I, I watch it. it. Is what it yep. is. Yep. I agree. Okay. I was happy with it. Did it in like four nights. So there you go. There we go. All right. All right. So what we got this week? Uh, we got, we got the betting just, show. Yeah, just us tomorrow. We got Jeff Feinberg coming up on Tuesday. That's going to be a big show. Uh, yep. We'll talk about the Honda. Uh, we'll try and find some diamonds in the rough for you. So we'll see what happens. Yep, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely have some live bets for you as well because I'm definitely betting on Neiman. I don't care what his number is because I fell back in love with him because of that stupid Netflix show. <laughs> I was like, oh, my. 
I texted Steve. I forgot how good Neiman was. He's, <laughs> like, he's so really, good. He's really. It's a. Oh, it's a waste that he went. Such a waste. He's so young. Him and Cam Smith are the biggest waste. I know. He could have been really like dangerous at majors too. Oh, too bad. So gross. Anyway, DFS show tomorrow. Uh, like you said, uh, back the show with Jeff Feinberg on Tuesday. We'll break uh, break this uh, field down for you. And uh, yeah, fucking. Uh, yeah, that's it. Hard to week, baby. Let's fucking go. 